Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. Starting to get a little colder. Soon I will really need the outfit that I have on because I would like to get some skiing done this year. Anyway, it's Friday, and it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. I see why am I, or in case you missed it. SMB stands for Small and Medium-Sized Business. For the last 20 years, I've been a consultant for SMBs, a voice and a sounding board for our business leaders, advocating on their behalf and their employees, too. I believe very strongly, people, in sharing stories, providing perspective, and creating connection. So every single Friday, you could find me right here on talkradio.myc, doing all of that, lending what's left of my mind and my voice to this radio show where I interview business leaders as well as their trusted advisors. One thing that I've seen over the years, some of the best thought leadership for SMBs actually happens on Friday, just about the time we feel the freedom of the weekend coming. However, we're all so anxious to start the weekend. I usually am too. These crucial pearls of wisdom we come across, they're overlooked, they're forgotten, they're eased aside in favor of our fun weekend activities and our freedom from work. Here on the show, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity, and we discuss popular topics that are on the minds of business leaders and their trusted advisors. The name of the show, not just to play on words, people, my last name means free in German, so a little fun fact for everybody, a little method behind the madness. Today's show is brought to you by SDA Wealth Strategies, a boutique financial services firm in Hudson Valley, New York, offering personal wealth management and comprehensive business solutions for its clients. SDA, not just a coincidence either, it stands for Simplifying Financial Lives, Designing Financial Strategies, and Advocating to Implement Them. SDA offers a concierge experience for both individuals and businesses, the firm's highest priority, always the client's best interest, while empowering everyone to be consciously proactive and to thrive today, tomorrow, and beyond. To learn more, visit sdawealthstrategies.com. So last week was my 100th episode. Again, special thanks to my, my guest, Dr. Stephen Soloway. His books arrived yesterday, autographed and everything. If you guys want them once again, email book at drsoloway, S-O-L-O-W-A-Y.com. My 14th anniversary was this week. So love you, honey. Thanks for putting up with me and me doing this weekly show. Really appreciate that. Uh, today is also Veterans Day. So picture my buddy Eric there from his time in the service. All my, my friends who are veterans out there, thank you for your service. We're very close to the new year, everybody. This is the time when many SMBs are working on their 2023 strategy. And many others should be, but they're too busy working on the day-to-day -day of their business. And it's too much. They need to get some perspective. They need to take a step back. They need to go into 2023 with a plan and they need to keep on pushing, which is the topic of discussion here today with my special guest, who is a very special guest, one of the original members of the Jamaican bobsled team. So he's also going to teach everyone some lessons learned from cool runnings. But uh, companies that hire inspirational keynote speakers for their corporate events, they love guests like this one. He's positively impacted and inspired thousands at corporate events for Fortune 500 companies, nonprofits, governmental organizations, schools, and universities. At the heart of his message are the lessons he has learned about the power of persistence over all sorts of obstacles in order to live his best life. Whether he's speaking at corporate events or just interacting one-on-one, -on -one, the mission is the same. And it sounds familiar because I like this mission. I talk about it all the time. To bring this message of how everyone can keep on pushing and working for their dreams every day of their professional as well as their personal lives. So talk is cheap. 
We're on talkradio.myc. We don't want this to just be talk. The goal here is let's use the insight on the SMB landscape and create more impact on Monday. Far too often, SMBs I deal with, they're focused on the product, the shiny new toy, the the mousetrap, the new wand, whatever they think it is. That's going to solve all of their problems. And it really just doesn't exist. Products change all the time in everything that we do, both personal and business related, right? There's no substitute for making the relationships, for surrounding yourself with the right people first who can help you achieve your goals. Execute a good process together with those people. You'll find the right products when you need them. Everything begins and ends with the people. So I know I have the right people around me today to talk about keep on pushing because... He eats, sleeps, lives, and breathes it every day. We're talking with Devin Harris, international keynote speaker, and Jamaican bobsledder, right? As, hey. an, ori- <laughs> as, as an original member of the 88 uh, bobsled team and captain of the 92 and 98 teams, three-time Olympian Devin Harris achieved his grand dream. His current dream is to inspire others to achieve theirs. As an international speaker, Devin is tapping the same energy, determination, and skills that enabled him to bobsled with the best in the world and is now sparking sparking audiences of all ages to dream big and take their game to the next level. So Devin was born on Christmas Day in 1964, was raised in the violent ghetto environment of Olympic Gardens in Kingston, Jamaica. Okay. The greatest gift he ever received was the belief that a positive attitude and a never say die philosophy would carry him farther than a sense of injustice and a heart filled with anger. Devin graduated from the prestigious Royal Military Academy, Sandhurst in England, and received a Queen's Commission in December of 1985 and served in the officer corps of the Jamaica Defense Forces until December 92 when he retired as a captain. Devin was encouraged by his commanding officer, of all people, to try out for and was selected to be on the first Jamaican bobsled team. So the team competed in the 88 Olympic Games in Calgary, Canada. Their exploits inspired the Disney blockbuster movie Cool Runnings, which, favorite of mine, no lot of folks have seen it out there. The Keep On Pushing Foundation, which Devin founded in 2006, aims to support and enhance the, enhance the education of kids in disadvantaged communities by providing practical solutions to challenges that are preventing them from getting educated. Through his foundation, Devin also works with Right to Play as an athlete ambassador. He supports Right to Play's efforts in using sport and playing in refugee camps around the world to enhance child development and build community capacity. As an ex-serviceman, Devin understands the commitment, sense of duty, and sacrifices made by those who volunteer to serve, and very appropriate here on Veterans Day. Uh, as a private citizen, he is cognizant of the fact that the freedoms he enjoys are paid for by the courage and sacrifice of these men and women. As a result, he's devoted time to visiting troops all around country and beyond. He's the author of the motivational children's book, Yes, I Can, and the semi-autographical motivational book, Keep on Pushing, Hot Lessons from Cool Runnings. So whether you're an adult or you're a kid, you can get the best of Devin's world. Okay. During the 2018 Olympic Games in Pyongyang, China, uh, Korea, Devin was inducted as an Olympian for life by the World Olympian so- Association for his significant contribution to society. He lives in New York and is married with five children. He is the man with a really simple message that most people, especially SMB owners, 
need to have enforced regularly. As always, we're going to discuss my favorite questions revolving around movies, TV, and music. Joining us this morning, from uh, closer to Kingston, New York, I would say, than Kingston, Jamaica. Devin, welcome to Always Friday, brother. Great great to see you, man. Thanks for coming to hang with me. I'm not sure if I should thank God it's Friday or thank God for Friday. <laughs> but uh, either way, Mr. Fry, um, a word that I'm familiar with from my bobsled days, you know, you used to often hear that the start is fry for Jamaica one. I'm like, it's time to go. Yep. So yeah, the start is fry on this Friday and Monday is on its way, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So the start is fry. I actually kind of like that because I like this. This is the time of the week where I tend to get the most energy anyway. Leave everybody with some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. I'm excited for this conversation. I love the movie. I realize that movies might not always be the most accurate depiction, but you got to give us your the journey straight from the horse's mouth. Tell us how you got where you are today. Yeah, man. So yeah, you mentioned that I was born in, uh, in, uh, in Kingston, Olympic Gardens. Um, but my early years actually were spent in rural Jamaica, a place called Houghton in St. Elizabeth on the southern, south side of the island. Um, spent my first uh, four or five years with my grandmother. And, you know, the fact that we are here having this conversation now is her fault, right? I, I blame her. Um, <laughs> the thing I remember about her was that she, she was just an amazing storyteller. And her stories just lit up my little imagination. They inspired me. They the stories that had the greatest impact on me, Steve, were the ones she told me about soldiers. Here we are on Veterans Day. Um, and these, these are dudes that could just do some amazing things, right? They jump in the deep gullies and not break their legs. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know if I could do that, but I want to do that. right? So it inspired me to want to become a soldier. But, but I think more importantly, her stories inspired me to want to take on I guess, uh, tasks and you know, do things that everybody has thought was difficult or not impossible. Um, it really connected with something in me, you know. So eventually, of course, I went back to Kingston and um, lived um, yeah, in Olympic Gardens. Was, uh, I, 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 it's fair to say that initially I don't, didn't, and you hear people say we didn't know we're poor. And I, I guess initially I did not know that. I'm just, you knew that some some things were missing, though, <laughs> you know, because you could hear stories and you see things on TV. Um, but you know, when I was really younger, I love I love playing. I love I love playing, man. I just um, and I love school. Uh, I love school because I love learning, but I I also love school because I could play at will. You know, there's always break time and lunch time. When I was home, I had to sit my ass and be quiet. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I guess there was always this competitive streak in me. So we're always comp- competing in class and, of course, competing on the sports field. My first love was soccer. Um, but all through that, you know, uh, you know, man, I wanted to be in the Army. That, that was my thing growing up. Um, ended up in high school, obviously, and um, ended up running track as opposed to um, playing soccer. And... You know, in 1979, I was 15, was when I started running, uh, training for track seriously. It was a year before the Moscow Olympics. And ABC Wild World of Sports had a series called Road to Moscow, uh, showing and highlighting athletes from around the world, different disciplines and all that good stuff. Um, and, you know, when we think of Olympic athletes, we think of these superhuman beings. And what, what, what struck me about those stories were, how average and ordinary these people were. 
But you know, Steve, they had these extraordinary dreams and extraordinary, equally extraordinary desires to achieve those dreams. And it kind of hit me, man, maybe if I dreamt as big and worked as hard, I could probably become an Olympian. So that's where the Olympic journey started. You know, so the army journey has started for my grandmother. Now I'm on this Olympic track as well. Um, had big dreams of competing in the 84 Olympics in LA as a high school uh, athlete still. Didn't even come close. <laughs> Didn't happen, right? Um, that I ended up finishing high school um, in 84 and dream number one, the army. So I went off and enlisted, which was a rather challenging process, but got through it, ended up going to, to Sandhurst, which is the British equivalent of West Point, um, graduated, uh, got back to Jamaica. It's now fast forward 1987. And I remember this, I'm 21 years old. I'm walking down to the, to the officer's mess um, and I'm having this intense conversation with myself. I'm like, so you have achieved your big dreams. What are you going to do with the rest of your life, man? Is this it? You know? And I'm like, oh yeah, the Olympics. <laughs> the Olympics <laughs> Almost were, forgot. Yeah. You know, the Olympics were coming up in 1988 in yep. Seoul, Korea. Seoul, so at this time, I'm still a summer Olympian or summer Olympic kind of guy. Yeah. Um, let's take a pause right there because we got to take a break but we'll, we'll 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 continue the story and get deeper into the method behind devin's madness when we after this commercial break again we're chatting with devin harris international keynote speaker and original member of the jamaican bobsled team stay with us are you a business owner do you want to be a business owner do you work with business owners Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's always Friday. And it's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We are also chatting with my good friend, Devin Harris, international keynote speaker and original member of the Jamaican bobsled team. You like the movie Cool Runnings? Well, a whole bunch of it's about him. So cool, right? Uh, before we get into the method here with Devin Harris, I want to just sit out by the fire pit for a second, Devin, uh, which definitely warms me up a little bit with all the bobsledding conversation, but just give some quick perspective on the topics of the day. I love your philosophy. I love how simple it is. I love the thoughts around it. And a lot of times the simple concepts get skipped over by our business owners and by our, our friends, our colleagues, all of the above. Business and personal no matter. You know, again, like I talk about every week with, with the product side of things, they change every, all the time in everything that we do, whether we're talking personal or business. You know, but business wise, had a hundred, a hundredth episode last week, you know, big, big milestone looking at it and just like, want to make another hundred episodes, got to keep on pushing, you know, personal life. You know, I got my, my anniversary was this week, 14 years married. You know, not always the easiest thing. It's not for the faint of heart, for sure. Marriage, kids, building a family, got to keep on pushing. It's like times it might get difficult, got to keep on pushing. You know, but over and above that, just the idea of the time of year that it is, the time where people really sit back and reflect on things, whether you're thinking about Veterans Day or you're thinking just about 2022, 2021, the last couple of years during the pandemic, and you're trying to figure out your 2023 strategic planning, you really, you really need the right people around you. I've, I've interviewed a bunch of folks in the coaching space as of late. Uh, people who act as trusted advisors to small, medium-sized businesses, whether it's CPAs, attorneys, consultants, all of the above. You just need to have the right people around you and start executing the plan together. And that's it. So, Devin, I'd love for you to come back on camera. I lost you somewhere. Where are you? Oh, really? Uh... Yeah, there you are. There you are. Are you seeing me? I see you now. I see you okay. now. But right. you know, get, get, getting into the method, this is the part of the show where we talk about the science behind what you do. So when you were talking about your, your journey, you were just getting to the point where you, know, you, were, you were in the military. You, know, the, you, you were encouraged by, your, by one of your officers like, to actually go out for, for an Olympic team. And yeah. you started thinking about actually getting to the 88 Olympics. Indeed, so indeed. pick up pick up there and lead that into the method behind your madness. Yeah, man. So, you know, to go back to, you know, you say keep on pushing is a simple um, philosophy. And, and that the thing is that most things in life, Stephen, most of the things that we need to do to succeed are simple ideas. I didn't say easy, though, right? So that's people get tricked or fooled by this idea that it's simple, so it's easy. No, it's uh, the execution requires some work. Uh, and yes, it does start with having that that imagination, that dream, that vivid imagination that my grandmother started in me um, that started to give me direction and our direction, our dreams, our visions give us a certain direction. And when you start putting in the work, sometimes you're the one who sees the path or the door. Sometimes it's somebody who points you to it. In the case, my colonel go, hey, you should go for the bobsled team trials. I was and it's because of the work that I was putting in. I was running every morning thinking I was going to the 1988 Summer Olympic Games, and I caught his eye. So I go to the team trials, and it was uh, challenging. We won't go into all the details, but they like my, let's just say they like my smile, and they selected me, right? Um, 
Perfect. selecting into the team. And that's really when the real work started. Because obviously, if you can imagine, September 8 to 7, our team got selected. Um, the, the Olympics are in February. We know nothing about bobsledding, never seen one before. And so they, the, the, this is where the method behind the madness comes into play, the science, as you, you're saying. And it's a, it applies whether you're trying to do bobsledding for the first time or start your own small business, right? Um, having this desire to open the doors, to get to the right. Olympic Games, to march in the opening ceremony, to sell your first product or serve, suite of services. Um, and then kind of figuring out, hey, step by step, what do you need to do? You know, they say you can, you, the best way to eat an elephant is not to swallow it whole once at a time. It's bit by bit, right? And sometimes, you know, on the surface of it, Stephen, it may look like this thing is, there's no way in hell this could happen. Like, there's no way in hell you can have a bobsled team from Jamaica. Well, actually, there is. Um, and one of the things you kind of need to do is like, what, what can I do in Jamaica? And in our lives, we have to figure out what, what's the one thing you can do right now? Even if it's really in the grand scheme of things, it's really small. You know, and it could be that you're going through, as we all did over the last two years, you know, COVID-19 and the attendant results of that and, and things are pretty shitty. And you go, well, and you don't have all the answers, and that's fine. But what's the one thing you can do right now? Shoot because, my mouth off. It's what I do best. Yes. Action. Um, taking action towards your goals, no matter how far away they seem or how, may, how difficult they may seem, allows you to feel better, man. You just feel good that you're doing something to improve your situation. You're doing something to move you forward. And so, yeah, we started like that That. That that is bobsled training in Jamaica. <laughs> there's no ice, no snow, but we are practicing the starts. We are learning, uh, you know, everything, all the nuances. And 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 I talk about this picture in particular all the time I speak, because you know what, every single thing we're doing there is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, you learned a thing or two from it, right? Clearly, we did. But and that's the thing, right? You don't have to have all the answers. You have to start from where you are. And as you do, though, you start becoming wiser and uh, able to accumulate the resources that you need, right? So that's that's what we're doing. That's not what that's what we knew. But you, because you're in the game, you're able to start figuring out stuff. You start learning. You start watching other people. You watch other business owners. You talk to other business owners. You find mentors or peers who can help you, right? And you start getting better. And I mean, by the time the Olympics rolled around, we were pushing the seventh fastest start time of the hill, right? From starting doing everything wrong. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's 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 generally how I approach every single thing that, that I'm doing, whether it's sports, and it takes obviously years and years to hone and develop your athletic skills. What I want people to recognize is that the skills and knowledge and experience that you develop in one area of your life oftentimes are in some way, shape, or form transferable or applicable to another part, right? Your life is not disjointed. It's all interconnected. And the knowledge that you have, man, even if it's just the, dare I say, the internal, what I call it, what I'm going to call the internal knowledge, this, this 
this feeling that you have in your gut, that this drive and desire that you that you had and the feeling you had when you overcame that other situation. You can go, I don't care how difficult it is. I did that before. I'm going to do this now. I'm going to mm, you know, attack this situation and, and get the best of it. So getting started on the right foot, getting started where you are. You'll permit me if I make a bunch of cool runnings references throughout all of this because I can't help myself. So I, when you started saying that and, and some of the conversations we've had to date, like I think about starting out of the gate, counting to three in German, and then they actually say fry, right? They say free and, and they go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? No, so no, what happens is that this, the announcer says the track is free. The start, the start is fry. And so you get on the ice because now it's your turn. Somebody pointed you to the door and, and they do count there. The Germans do count in Germany. I don't know why. I, I was I was just remembering the movie and it's like it's it's like count it's like counting to three in German. It's like I think it was German that I remember. Yeah, I, I and it's know, like, like I, I'm I'm obvious a clown around because in cool runnings they show the team counting ein, zwei, dry. Yeah. And, and Sanka Coffee says, that that German stuff that's confusing us anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, Sanka was my favorite character from the movie. I, ca- I, can't, I can't help myself. I, I, totally yeah. was, I totally was into it. But, but yeah, and my brother and I have been communicating in, in Cool Running's line since the movie came out, which yeah, is yeah. also, you know, Potter for a discussion. Good, it's all good. But, but yeah, but, you, you, know, you, you get going. But getting started on the right foot, I mean, it's, this is something that happens with the business world a lot is that people feel like things need to be the ideal climate and perfect and all of that. And it's like I, I always come back to there is no perfect. Like there's only progress. So it's like if you're going to wait forever to do something and to take some type of initiative, even with your existing business that you've started, and it revolves around waiting for things to be perfect and the timing to be ideal – it might not be the best strategy because start from where you are. Have some yeah. type of a plan. Have some type of folks who can help you, but start from where you are, whatever is most appropriate for that time. Is that, is that kind of where your head's at with all that? That's that's how I roll, man. I'm, I, I agree that you have to start. You have to create a – you need a plan. You need to have some, some an, a, an idea of the direction that you want to go, right? This is a business I'm starting. But you are absolutely right if you – sit there waiting for to have all your ducks in a row for this this plan to be like perfect you're, you're never going to get stopped because there are so many different variables the market is always changing um you know the you you, you see people who sit there waiting for the perfect time are being crippled by fear they're, they're afraid yes. that they're going to fail you know they want to make sure that they eliminate all the possibilities of failure. No, that's part of the journey. When you fail, now you know what not to do. Yeah, exactly. And that's you know, a, a perfect that's a perfect segue, Devin, into the madness of what you do. And I can't wait to talk with you further about it. When we come back from this break, again, we're chatting with Devin Harris, international keynote speaker and original member of the Jamaican bobsledding team. Stay with us, everyone. Passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. Not just me. We're joined by Devin Harris, international keynote speaker and original member of the Jamaican bobsledding team. Devin, we were chatting a little bit about your story, about the journey, about the method, definitely getting into some of the madness, some of the portrayal of, of things in the uh, in the movie that became famous, you know, following the exploits of the team. But, you know, where some of it was was true, where some of it may not have been. But, you know, no matter what, some of the madness that we'll, we'll get into now, some of the stories that you have from the field. You know, we were talking a little bit just now about people fearing to fail and how they never get moving and never get started to even keep on pushing the way that you encourage people to. But not only did you guys get started, get moving, kept on pushing. I, I loved like this, this vision of you, the picture of like getting up from the fallen sled and walking off the track and everything. I think about it in the movie. I think about it in real life from what you guys had experienced, but. Yeah, it, there's there's no substitute for hearing the stories come straight from your mouth. So give us a little bit of the artistic observational view from from your work and from your experience. Well, the artistic observational view. I love that term. Uh, yeah, you know, Hollywood stretched the truth. Let's say it that way. Right? <laughs> yeah, that too. Poetic licensing, you know. Um, but um, look. So, so here, here, here are the facts in the movie. There was a bobsled team from Jamaica. We had problem finding funding. We went to the Olympics and we crashed. Uh, I was just asked this week about like Sanka, your favorite character. No, he didn't have a lucky egg. But I think that, you know, if I could pause there, I think the lucky egg is a is a really I think that I think that there were some so so many good life lessons there. So I think all of us have a lucky egg, not an actual egg. The lucky egg re- represents this thing inside of us, this belief that we can always this feeling that we can always reach back to that gives us a sense of confidence and assurance that everything is going to be okay. You know, um, the, the, my favorite character is Yul Brenner, the bald headed guy, the dreamer, <laughs> the guy that wanted to go to Buckingham Palace to live. Uh, you know, that's kind of my, my favorite scene in the movie, which didn't happen is when they were at the bar and the German guy was belittling Junior, the rich kid. 
and they were in the and you better take them and plant them in front of the mirror and go, well, what do you see when you look in the mirror? I see pride, I see power, I see a badass mother. I like badasses who take no crap off of nobody. Because that's that's so sums up the Jamaican attitude. You know, but I think it's such an awesome attitude to have as well, not to not to take crap from anybody or anything uh, that's gonna stand in the way of you achieving your goals, you know. You know, I, I got that from from you right from the beginning. Badass mother that don't make no crap <laughs> for nobody. No, I, I you can't do that. You can't do that. But um, the the crash was a driver error. I thought they were very kind in the movie. Um, <laughs> right. You know, and the whole partying thing too. And I know people think that Jamaicans are party animals, dude. We weren't bad at nine. We had a nine o'clock curfew, and I remember. <laughs> one morning uh you know i don't know how i ended up like near the exit or the entrance to the village and i saw one of my friends from another team another country his girlfriend was dropping him off that morning and he's like giving her a kiss see you see you later love i'm like wow i was in bed all alone by at nine he was out (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point though just some of how how things might be depicted and how people might might look through a certain lens and be like ah it's probably you know Smoking a joint beforehand. I don't think I don't think that's necessarily uh, how it is at all, especially if you're an Olympic athlete. For us, the Olympic Games were not fun and games. <laughs> but but aside from cool runnings, right? You know, like there was another picture I found out there of of an extended group of folks. Like there was there was a 2013 documentary that was made also. Oh yeah, man. So so we have had obviously since '88, we have had a team in the Olympic Games. Well, except for two years. So the the team was heading back to the 2014 Olympic Games, and we ended up doing a, a kind of documentary commercial um, with the current team where the storyline was that the old team led by myself was now helping the new team to get back to the Olympics. So that picture that you're showing us there was us finally finding a way, figuring out a way to get out of Jamaica. We're back in Calgary, about to go down the ice. And it was. You know, man, on so many different levels. Of course, the commercial documentary thing was more fictional than anything else, but there was a powerful moment in my mind. I remember being at the start um, in Calgary with my teammates, my former teammates, and the new guys on the ice, and we were standing behind and just going, wow, could you, can you imagine, or could you ever imagine? I remember saying to them back in 88, when we were standing at the start, during the Olympics, could you ever imagine this moment? You know, it's unbelievable. Um, so it's pretty, it was pretty cool, pretty special. Yeah, very, very cool. Now, going back to things that are real and not from the movie, did you guys ever practice in the bathtub? That makes absolutely no sense. It didn't make any sense <laughs> to me at the time. It just seemed funny. I know, I know. Like, <laughs> you know, exactly. Because in the movie, I don't, I don't remember which of the characters are calling, calling out the terms. Left, right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How does that in any way relate to what a bobsled feels like? No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> you might, as, so, you know, when you go on a brand new track, you know, everybody has to learn the turns. That's, but the driver more so than anybody else. But as a brake man, if you're in the back and you're the guy on the very back pulling up the brakes at the end of the run, that's why you're called a brake man. And you don't know where you're on the track. It's the longest ride ever. And it's dangerous too because you don't you won't know when you cross the finish line and when you should stop. 
And on some right. track, that means that you're kind of running off the edge, you know? So you you just know, you study the track, you know, which corners go left, which ones go right, and, and how long they are. And after a while, as a brake man, when you're in the back, you actually have a sense of whether or not the driver did a good job on that particular turn. You just feel it. So there's a driver, there's a brake guy, now, is it two, like when, when you're doing a team of four in a sled, are there more or the different other roles or what? What else we got? No, just so, yeah, the, they're just called pushers. So there, there's a driver and then there are three pushers. And one of the pusher on the very back is called the brake man. The brake man. He's the last guy to go in and he, uh, he's the one that applies the brakes at the end of the run, not, not during the run. You know, there's so there's so many analogies to what you just said that I think of when it comes to working with the small, medium sized businesses that both of us do. It's like where like especially if they get an idea in their head, right? Like, I want to be the next bobsled team. It's like they'll just off to the races and forget about having a brake guy in the back to like it's like you don't know the turns, you don't know the track. It's like you could totally end up killing yourself. Upside down, yeah. No, and that's it. You know, when you think of our experience, we are all learning at the same time. And so, go back to the, the 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 conversation about not waiting until everything is perfect, right? And so clearly, um, our first run was not from the very top, and we weren't sprinting off the top of the hill like we are professionals, right? Our mm-hmm. first run was from halfway down the track, and you're sitting in there, and they're nudging you up. So you start from where you are. And you take your time and you start building and you build until you go, okay, I think I have this part covered. Let's go to the top and let's start that process over again, sitting in the sled and and making your way down as safely and as slowly as you possibly can. But you're making progress. I like that, right? Yeah. You make progress until you go, well, let's try a run. Let's try a jog off the top until you're sprinting with the seven fastest start time. <sighs> See, I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking of my physical shape right now. Like, it just sounds impossible. But uh, well, you uh, translates one, not you, Stephen. <laughs> but, uh, but someone, <laughs> dude, I, dude, I couldn't do that right now either. <laughs> yeah, you still probably be better at it than me, though. No, it's you know the you know the madness of things. Yeah, you know, getting into where you are today, right? Where you're. You're speaking to rooms of people. You're speaking to businesses. You're talking to people one on one and coaching them. You know, a lot of times, like just people are you know, trying to stay away from fear and the fear of failing, especially. And you and I both know that some of be- life's best lessons, whether you're talking business or personal, are going to come from the failures. You could use it as simple as taking your hand away from the hot stove. Yeah, absolutely. And I talk about failure every single time I get on stage because that like that crash is a massive failure. And I tell, you know, the challenge with people is that whenever they experience failure, they see themselves as failure. And I'm like, you should stop that. It's yeah, right. It's a result that you got. That fail didn't quite work out. Um, but you weren't a failure. So your job now is to figure out what you what what lessons are there for you to learn. As someone says um you know figure out how you can continue more intelligently uh because the failure is a part of the success journey and if you're not failing it means that you're sitting there waiting for that perfect time it means that you're not pushing yourself beyond your comfort zone and you you know you you can't accomplish anything awesome 
you know, it's, it it hits home so crazy just because I think of, I think of my mother, right? She's, she's what some would refer to as a neurotic perfectionist, right? And there's an author out there, Jeffrey Combs, has a bunch of great books. I don't know if you've ever met him or read any of his books out there, but yeah, uh, from procrastination to production is a book that he wrote forever ago. And he details different types of procrastinators. And my mother is like the, the perfect example of a neurotic perfectionist. And it's like a lot mm-hmm. of times, like what we're talking about, you know, starting from where you are instead of, instead of starting from everything has to be perfect and the time right. and the place and the feeling and the everything has to be ideal is kind of start from where you are. The idea of a neurotic perfectionist is everything has to be perfect before they could take the next steps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it just mm-hmm. leads to procrastination. All the way through. I, I describe myself as a reformed perfectionist. And it's not because I used to procrastinate, but I used to strive for perfection, right? I want yeah. like a gold medal or nothing kind of yeah. thing. And, I, and I've come to the realization that excellence, man, if, if in the moment you can do your absolute best okay you may not necessarily win a medal for that but you can go to bed knowing that you know what that's all i had and i gave it everything i had yeah tomorrow is another day then you can be then you'll be okay again very a lot of times very very simple messaging very very simple lessons to take away and some of life's and business's best lessons can be really simple Mm -hmm. and i echo your sentiment and i say it all the time simple is not the same as easy Nothing worth doing is easy or else everybody would be doing it. It can be a lot simpler than people make it out to be. I agree, sir. Absolutely. Love it. Great minds think alike. We're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back with Devin Harris, international keynote speaker and original member of the Jamaican bobsledding team. Stay with us, people. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with Devin Harris, international keynote speaker, Keep On Pushing Foundation, original member of the Jamaican bobsled team. I hope you guys have been listening. This is just one cool guy, first of all. Like You're, you're cool, man. It's, it's, I just get this great feeling around you no matter what. But hearing some of the stories of your travels you know, from the real side of things instead of you know defaulting to my memories of the movie Cool Runnings is, is just awesome, man. Really appreciate it. You do have to come off mute, though. Studies show I can't hear you when you're on mute. So the only way to keep me quiet is to put me on mute. <laughs> me but, too, um, in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah, but I hope I'm not breaking your heart with a real story because there are so many fans of the movie go, what? That wasn't true. That wasn't true. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> oh, blame, blame it on Hollywood. <laughs> blame it on Hollywood. All, all the Spielberg magic in the world is not going to necessarily tell you the whole story. But it's cool magic. That's why we all like it. And that's why I always ask questions about movies, TV, and music. But... Devin, this is the message part of the show. You have a lot of great messages out there, a lot of very simple messages, even if we're just talking the idea of keep on pushing. Like, keep on pushing. Like, no matter what, it's not easy. It can be simple. It's not easy, right? Mm -hmm. A couple of the things that you've said along the way, even today, just us us talking here, everyone has to learn the turns, in your case, especially the break guy. But, uh, you know, start from where you are. That might not be at the top. A lot of people feel like in order to really get something moving, they have to be on top of their game, on the top of the world, on top of the mountain, and just doesn't always happen that way. You just got to start from where you are. You know, failure is a result. I love that. I never, I never put it into those words. You know, people fail all the time. It's kind of what you do with it. You know, I always talk in terms like that. 90% is what happens, you know, 10% is what happens to you. 90% is what you you do with it. Sentiments like that. But failure is a result. It's not who you are. It's what you're taking away from it. But you got to give us some more of these beloved sound bites because uh, even the ones that I've kicked around for years, I feel like you're probably going to have some that are way better. So give us a little bit of, you know, the insight to make a Monday impact. Actions that people can remember as they get loaded this weekend and watch football. Mm. Uh, you know, let's think about football because, you know, you, you look at – when I watch a, a game, you know, when I'm watching sports on TV, uh, you know, and, and I'm rooting for my team, I'm always nervous. Like, is this play going to work? Like, it's, it's uh, you know, three and third down and 12. Like, are they going to come convert? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. And then um, – and I have to remind myself that they have a certain level of confidence. It, it may not work, but they have a certain level of confidence in their ability that it is going to work, right? And and that's how I am when I'm in the game myself. Yes. Playing. Uh, and that's how you have to be when you're in your game, you know, doing running your business, uh, you know, and living your life. That, yeah, you may have, you know, third and long, but you have to approach this not with, oh, my God, I hope it works. <laughs> but rather, you know, I'm going to get, you know, we, we're going to convert. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to convert. I got you know, this. So, and if I don't, I'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, because there's always, because here's the thing. If it doesn't work, you can always try for fourth, go fourth down. Or you punt and you regroup. Yes. You, yeah. You punt and you regroup. You know, you, you always have to. Uh, and it is part of the keep on pushing philosophy, you know, so when people hear that, they think it's always about, um, there's so many, there are a bunch of different layers to this philosophy, as I call it, right? Yes, yes. part of it is a, 
pushing against the obstacles that are in your way are fine. And if those obstacles won't move, because sometimes, you know what, there are some really stubborn obstacles in our way, but we can always move ourselves. And so you figure a way to work around the obstacles as opposed to sit there thinking, oh my God, it's over because I can't get this thing out of the way. Isn't it such a funny coincidence that we're usually the biggest obstacles of accomplishing everything? Yes, exactly. So move that obstacle, which is you, around the perceived (laughs) limitations that you're dealing with, you know? So I want to I want to throw out there a couple of the testimonials that you have on your site because I think it, it's it's really simple and it speaks really well to to the simplicity behind your messaging and also to how relatable some of it is. You know, so Devin's speech was certainly one of the highlights of the meeting. People really liked the messages he conveyed in his speech and were able to relate to them at both a professional and personal levels. This is so important to me, and I know it's important to you because when people start separating all of this with the world of business and the world of personal life, they start to lose a little bit of the story and the experience with it. Mm -hmm. Don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. But, but we, we seem to forget that the person the, the person that you take to work and to your business is the same person that was home and that you're going to take back. Obviously, you, you wear different hats. Right. But right. You know, if you're not growing as a person, different. you're not going to grow your business. You're not going to grow professionally, right? Mm-hmm. And when you experience professional growth, uh, you know, it impacts your personal life as well. You know, And, and there's so, this... All of us are in the people business, regardless of what our business is. Absolutely. And if you have a family, that's definitely a people business. Yeah, and by the way, when you talk about wearing different hats, this is one of my favorite ones that I've always had. Oh, look at that. Oh, so. Oh. So, so yeah, it's it's one of, one of my favorite I'm, ones. But I'm catching up to do. But thank thank you for the incredibly passionate and inspirational speech you delivered at our annual meeting. And this is in the guise of being a corporate keynote speaker, right? You had our attention from the start, and we thoroughly enjoyed and appreciated the insightful lessons you drew from your Olympic bobsled experiences. It's like the experiences is where you are able to give people the wisdom, the perspective, the situations that you've already walked into before. And, you know, before earlier, you mentioned the idea of make friends with other business owners in your industry, in your field. Talk to them about what they're doing and what you're doing. And it blows my mind how people don't do that. And they, they look at it as like, oh, I'm going to give them a piece of my competitive edge. It's like they can Google your competitive edge. It's like all that matters is you guys are talking and making some things happen together. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, success principles are universal, man. Yes. So, you know, what I apply in the bobsled track, you can apply in your businesses as well. Uh, and so I try to, yeah, I'm using my bobsled experience and my army experience to uh, and drawing analogies between those and the challenges that my audience is facing. Uh, you know, so the, the, the science, as you mentioned earlier, the steps that I take to achieve uh, success in bobsledding or in the military, I'm saying, hey, there are similar steps you can take in your own business as well. In the same way, I'm competing, and I know that sometimes, you know, the, com- the, com- the com- com- competition, the competitor, can be, you know, unfriendly, let's say. Yeah, sure. Um, but, but you know, we, we I find generally in bobsledding, for example, you know, people are talking to each other. And even if they're not talking to you, you have eyes you can watch and learn, which is what we did. We were working, I say we were working overtime in, in Calgary because we were all, if we weren't getting ready to go down the track, 
we were watching the other teams to try and figure out what they were doing. Definitely. Open your eyes, open your ears, become, you know, a learning organization. Always be learning. Always be learning. Devin was entertaining and motivational. He kept his presentation to meet the needs and vision of our school district. He has inspired us to keep on pushing. You've inspired me to keep on pushing. I hope everyone out there, you guys are inspired to keep on pushing. You can check out the Keep On Pushing Foundation. It is a nonprofit organization, which I'll talk to you about appearing on Tommy D's show. You'll definitely like that. He's a blast. But, uh, you know, keep on pushing. Devin Harris, motivational speaking, coaching. I know you're doing some coaching work with my buddies over at SDA as well. So mm-hmm. internet, in, you know, individual coaching for private private wealth management types of clients. All of this is on the table, is it not? It is all on the table, but I'm excited to uh, you know be launching this uh, coaching program with SDA and uh, helping people really to create that vision, that end game as they go through a rather challenging period in their life, you know, and and absolutely providing for other clients as well, you know, uh, you know, um, personal development training, online training on my website. Feel free to visit that, devonharris.com. devonharris.com is where it's at. So before I let you go, we're going to visit the answers to my favorite questions. Speaking of entertainment, I always ask everybody, who's your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? And what's your favorite musical instrument? Who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? So as soon as I asked you those questions, I couldn't help but think of that scene from Cool Runnings that says, I see a badass mother who don't take no crap off nobody because you like badass characters. So I you do said, like badass characters, man. You said yeah. Jason Bourne, so it's a favorite of mine for sure, a favorite of a <laughs> lot of people's out there in that whole series. Originally picked up by fishing boat, filled with bullets, suffering from amnesia. You guys got to watch the movies if you haven't just yet, but a badass guy through and through. You also said John Wick, the ex-hitman who comes out of retirement to track down the gangsters that killed his dog and took his car. It's like, it doesn't get more badass than this. Don't, don't mess with a dude's car and his dog, man. Bad, yeah, bad, dude. bad choices. <laughs> bad, bad choices. So, when I was asking you about the favorite movie and TV show, obviously I'm just sitting here thinking of Cool Runnings, and I'm thinking of Sanka Coffee as my favorite character and all that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, you know the story. It's like the way that it's outlined on IMDb says, when a Jamaican sprinter is disqualified from the Olympic Games, he enlists the help of a dishonored coach to start the first Jamaican bobsled team. Kind of not at all what happened, is it? <laughs> not, not one bit. <laughs> but still, good, cinema, good cinematography, you know? I'm telling you, man. But yeah, I, yeah there, there was a picture that I saw out there that was of Doris in the freezer when I was like, I'm not smoking, I'm breathing. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was Sanka. That was your character, man. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it was. Which, you know, um, which did not happen, not even close. You know, that, that scene that you just showed with Sanka wearing his, his uh, duffel bag. When we got to Calgary, it was minus 25. <laughs> I believe um, it. But, but you know, we're in Lake Placid prior to that where it was minus 40, if you can imagine. Yeah, that's where my dad um, went to school. So it's, uh, I, I need this and a bunch more layers. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So not going to be able to think straight. By, by the time we got to the Olympics, we were seasoned 
winter guys, man. We, we didn't know how to operate in the winter. But you said your favorite TV show was the whole series of Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, and all that. And I, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. Chicago Fire, thinking about you know Jamaica versus the bobsledding. You know the story <laughs> of firefighters and paramedics in Chicago that you know both on a personal and professional level. There you go again with you know the personal level and and the business side of things. And it's exactly how I like to look at it. It's not that it's necessarily one and the same, but it is kind of putting on different hats depending on the mm -hmm. situation. Yeah, completely. Right. I just find myself watching those series. And um, yeah, I love the fact that they're serving. And yes, in a, you know, sometimes in very dangerous, life-threatening environments. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the, then the care and the camaraderie and the collaboration that's that that they display as well yeah. you know? both of us like to come from a service mindset for sure and i still keep getting other pictures of cool runnings in my head the whole time when i asked you about the musical instrument i'm sitting there singing jimmy cliff's version of i can see clearly now there you go. But it's so popular from that movie but you actually said your favorite instrument and artist was the soprano saxophone from kenny g yeah and that is an answer that's I been given I, you know I, I want to bother to start you know humming the songs so, because i'll just spoil the show completely but <laughs> I, I love the sound. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I hope everyone out there really appreciates your experience and your perspective, encouraging people to keep on pushing, given what you've been through and how you've done it. It's It fits like a glove. I love the messaging, and I, I love the stories. Hey, uh, Stephen, thanks for having me, man. It's, uh, it is indeed Friday, and I'm excited to be the, the 101st episode so congratulations, man. You are definitely epitomizing this philosophy of keep on pushing. Thank you, man. Got to keep on pushing to get 100 more episodes of Always Friday out there. Don't miss the next episode. We will be back on talkradio.myc Friday morning, next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. on edge hey we live in challenging edgy times so let's lean in i'm sandra bargeman the host of the edge of every day which airs each monday at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges that's the edge of every day on mondays at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges 
business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 